It's not a conferral of seriousness if you're actively seeking to present something badly when you uh, when you apply the mantle of presenter, you you are kind of being a dick to people. Welcome to Everything Hurts. My name is Dan Quintana from the University of Oslo. I'm here with James Heathers from Northeastern University. James, how you going? Uh, you're in the middle. Uh, it's you're, my grand noise. You want to hear my grand noise again one more time? Here we go. Uh, the nice thing is, though, because I've got a lot to do, I've got a lot of energy because I have to. Um, you know what it's like. It gets late in the day. You're up late. You put some time aside. You do them alone. Fucking here we are. Here we are. Doing a podcast. Doing a podcast, Daniel. Doing a podcast. Wow. And I've only had I- two cups of coffee today and I have this much energy. It's almost like I've been working my brains out since <laughs> six in the morning. But this is your uh, this is your bucket coffee, you yeah. You'll never close your eyes. What? This is your, your, your bucket coffee. Your bucket cup. My bucket, yeah. Well, it is a, it is a cup you can fit your fist into. Yeah. Well, the, um, <laughs> now, now that you're over in America, you have to, uh, you have to adjust your portion sizes. I, I saw you had a, I, I saw you had a I, Filipino I, I feast. I don't have to do anything. Oh I man, yeah, I had a Filipino feast. Yeah. Oh man, Filipino food. Those so uh, those people know how to live. They're they're they're, they're a culinary they're a culinary peoples. Oh. Hug them from me. Ah, oh, they've just it's just so nice to have food like that just dumped in a big heap on a banana leaf. There you go. <laughs> Get into it, my son. Uh, I, I love you so much right now. Well, but something we- something happened, Dan. There were some people who came and they were very – it was an, like an open feasty thing. We went to an open feasty place and the people were very lovely. The food was very good. But anyone who turns up and goes to the feast is just like anyone who turns up and goes to the feast, right? So, I'm occasionally obstreperous with the general public and these people turned up. And they talk, and every time they talk, it hurts me. So I made up my mind to like I can't, like I'm not going to ruin these this nice restaurant run by these nice people who are trade mates. Hard enough to run a restaurant without having to deal with the likes of me. Likes of yourself. So I said, what I'm what I'm going to do is I confine my interactions with these people to very very minimal things. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to eat all the food. Like in a scary way. So you, you're, and then you, when you, they don't eat their food, <laughs> I, I'm going to start asking, "Are you going to eat that?" <laughs> you're abusing the all-you-can-eat policy. No, kind of no, no. That's literally what it. That's literally what it's designed for. There's yeah. no, there's no compunction. If you've cooked food for someone, it's obviously a, uh, it's far more a compliment than the alternative. If you eat all the food, yeah. So I simply made the decision that at suburban McGinty and pals were not going to get as much food as me. And um, I yeah, I don't think they expect you to clean the table off, sort of <laughs> side to side. We are going to have to link oh, to the to the photo that you to posted. People, this is it's just yeah, it's I shouldn't talk to people. It shouldn't be a thing that that happens. <laughs> um, it's That's just not good sometimes. So, I, so, I don't have very much to add. You know, so, it's sensible advice. Look, we're not here to talk about yeah. Filipino feasts. Um, sure Which is a real uh, shame. I'm sure there's a podcast for that. We have a point. It has to be. Oh, has to I be. hope so, James. I I, hope so. B- before we get into the topic, I, I saw I saw a stat that um only like five percent of podcasts get through nine episodes. Here we are, approaching a hundred. Five percent? Is it that low? I thought it would yeah. be higher. No, it's like five to ten percent only make it past ten. Tell you what, we five we are we are the well, tail. That's just- 
Yeah, well, I, I guess so. Um, people have asked me several times about uh, what do I, I, I want to do me a podcast goals. What do I do if I want to do that? And um, get past ten. My my no. My first advice is always like try it out, and once you've done twenty or thirty, you'll know what you want. That's pretty much what we so did. Just though. have a just have a plan to get to twenty or thirty, and. No one ever goes, well, that seems like sensible advice. But everyone who tries it comes back after 20 or 30 and goes, oh, yeah, I, I know I know what I want now. This is like it, it's starting to come into focus. It kind yeah. of makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I don't sort of I don't I don't have any microphone hesitation anymore. I don't I, I don't beat up the neighbor's kids. Uh, no, that was just that one girl. Um, <laughs> never mind. Uh, so it's that's that's impressive in a way. Um, that there's so I'm kind of impressed by how few persist. Yeah, um, I mean it's 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 hard. Well, well, doing it with the, the likes the, of the you. Problem that the <laughs> shut up. The problem that we experience is not is not sort of it's difficult to I mean we never run out of topics. Sometimes sometimes we'll talk about a topic for an hour Mate, before we do it. Yeah, I know. sometimes we'll talk <laughs> about a topic for. Like, uh, like, how about that? I always wanted to do that. Okay, done. And that's like a thirty-second version. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of amazing, actually. Uh, that there's. I mean, this just feels like there's so much to say so often. Um, it's, it's incredible. It could be. I could. Yeah. It's. I. I. I think it's because when when we started, certainly three years ago, there wasn't anyone. Well, I, there were some people in this space talking, but they weren't ever going to do it the way that I wanted to, which is more awful. And <laughs> well, there was, there was definitely no one at, at our career stage doing it. it. There was definitely oh, that's a de very good point. There was definitely no one okay. at our career stage. I think there were a few around, um, but they were more senior types. But there was there was no one at our career stage. So I think I think, and still, there's not that many at our career stage who were doing it. Um, what, one thing which has been kicking off a lot is the uh, the reproducibility is going really well, um, particularly when it comes to their actual their worldwide chapters. I've seen that they're popping up everywhere. It's like it's like it's like a it's like a good virus. It's amazing. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I saw something the other day. Singapore, I, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was Singapore. Yeah, there, that was it. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Um. Good. Uh, couldn't couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of bastards. Good <laughs> on them. Isn't that isn't that just? It's nice to know that look. People have initiatives all the time. Um, you know, sometimes people ask me, "What should I do with my initiative?" I my answer is usually something like, "Well, don't stop doing it because I mean, once you start and you've made a commitment, it's going to be an expectation, and um, the vast majority of things just go nowhere. And one of the best possible things that you can do is to not." Just, you know, plan it sufficiently where you feel like it has longevity and you give it the seriousness that it deserves. And no one ever likes that answer. It's kind of a shit answer. Um, well, I think it's a good answer, but no one likes hearing it, which is kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's nice to see someone planning something large and then it works. That's great. Doesn't that it? fill you with a warm feeling, Dan, that's not the usual warm feelings? <laughs> yeah, look, it's good. And- um yeah, I, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about this, about longevity and things that warm last. Feelings. Warm, warm feelings as well. Yeah, all that kind of stuff too. Um, but look, I, I um, speaking of topics, um, <laughs> we um, so sometimes we plan stuff weeks in ahead. 
uh, when it comes to who we're talking to, what we're going to talk about. Um, sometimes I'll see yes, a tweet. Yes, we- weeks, weeks in ahead. Yes, weeks we in do ahead. That. Other times, uh, it's minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this one, um, because because yeah, you because course. you're in crazy crazy grant mode, and uh, I'm in I'm in tod- toddler parenting mode. Um, th- this this was something that um, <laughs> that we decided literally a minute before we recorded. But I still think it's going to be great. Uh, it's very pertinent to 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 your and. Um, I uh, tweeted a thing a few days ago, which got a lot more attention than I would have anticipated, and it comes down mm. to this idea of um, people who do polished presentations or polished polished presentations shouldn't be trusted, and that there's almost a mark of honor of I did the presentation on the plane on the way here, um, and just there's not just despite the fact that communication presentation is such an important part of how we do science, it seems to fall down the wayside quite a bit and this is something that um i think we should talk about so what do you think about this whole issue james that you know it, i think it harkens back to this idea of like oh you, you're so busy doing science that there's no time to do a presentation and the data should speak for itself i'm just going to throw this stuff out there my name speaks for itself the data speaks for itself and i'm going to give you a presentation on on with a blue background with yellow comic sans mm, okay there's two there's two factors there. Um, well, there's 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 more than two, but let's start with. I, I know there's a lot of people who are writing talks in the back of halls, and that is in general not because they wish to disrespect the audience um, by not taking the fact that they are speaking in front of them seriously. Um, it's simply because they're disgustingly busy the vast majority of the time. Um, I know a lot of people in that world now, and I, I don't want their lives, honestly. Um, I look at what they have to do to keep the lights on and not fall into drugs and crime. And it's uh, it's hard. It's very hard, especially when you've got to the point where you need to keep your kind of general networks together and have enough conversations so there are grants and projects to write in future. It requires you to go to a lot of places and talk to a lot of people. You can't do all your kind of – you can't establish your not so much networks as the entire milieu of everything you do. You can't do that sitting around the house most of the time right? It's hard as shit. So, people are out there hustling, man, meeting people, finding out what's cool, getting new stuff together, and they say, would you give a talk? Now, it's much easier when you're recycling the talk. I mean, that's pretty easy. Um, But a lot of the time, you don't have the luxury of giving exactly the same talk that you gave previously. It's new people who want new opinions on your new stuff. On and on it goes. Are you talking now, about seminar stuff or conferences, like as in sort of visiting yeah. talks? What are, you, what are you talking about here? Well, no, this, this, I, I think that applies well to both. I don't see a problem with that applying to both, right? So after after that, we have uh, uh, after that after that, I, I get a little bit less. I have a little bit less patience with some of the the, the things that surround how that's done. Um. The idea that it needs to necessarily be shit because if it's some kind of conferral of seriousness, that is a bunch of stupid bullshit if ever I heard it. Oh, I'm I'm too serious to learn to use Garamond and use a slide <laughs> template. Yeah. Right? I'm going to read out my bullshit. 
It's not a conferral of seriousness if you're actively seeking to present something badly when you uh, when you apply the mantle of presenter. You you are kind of being a dick to people. I mean, that's just sort of there's that 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 has this sort of component of well, I I know you're all here, but um my stuff's really important and you better kind of like it one way or the other. If you, because, if you don't get it, you it's know, your fault. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's really it's really is your fault, and um, you know, but that the, the the thing is, I mean, what does that give you license to read off your fucking slides? Yeah, I can read your slides in my house. Yeah, exactly. I like my house. The chairs are better than the conference. The coffee is infinitely better, and usually the company is better, especially when I'm here by myself. Look, the I- idea that there's, there's 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 some kind of seriousness that's conferred through doing something that's deliberately shit, that's f- that's just fucking disrespectful lunacy as far as I'm concerned. It, it doesn't have to be fantastic, but not god awful is not a high bar to clear. And the idea that if you polish something, I mean, what are you going to do in a job talk? Oh, it was too polished. She spent six weeks writing the slides because she was shitting herself and <laughs> yeah. now she's turned up and she's too prepared. Fuck you with scissors. What I- the hell's that supposed to mean? It Look, it, it also, there's, there's, I feel like as well that that is more of a social science-y thing to say, honestly. Because it goes with something that is a legitimate concern. And that's the fact that people who have wonderful slick narratives where everything makes sense and all the words have been carefully put in order and kind of like battle tested and been through focus groups and shit and it's there to promote your new book, that confers a serious environment of distrust. Fair enough? Yeah, I'll pay that. Because everyone's seen, everyone's seen a talk like that. This is what people call the TED talkification, which is, I mean, you don't need to make a fucking word out of everything. It's just the modern trend towards glib media, right? Yeah. Also, like, have you seen a book pitch from anyone else? They're exactly the same if it's not someone who's writing pop say. You know? Yeah. This is, is, yeah, just get out into any, anything that's even vaguely related to the public intellectual sphere. Yeah. It's not, it's not any different. So I can understand that kind of like inherent distrust and you doing something that looks like it's designed to look super cool. I can get it, but it's necessarily bad. What if someone treats putting all their stuff together nicely and showing it to you as a mark of respect for you, the person who's uh, paying attention? They don't want to waste your time. They want to have something that's interesting to look at, engaging, well-designed, funny, or just on a basic level, not particularly annoying. Yeah. So if your if your background position on that is, yeah, you probably should be annoying me. Um sorry, you 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 want things to be god awful? I I've seen this in a few a, a few situations. It's like the, we we did uh, the Mike Morrison episode of, uh, a couple of months back, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of I mean th- this is like he's a a guy who's a professional designer. That was his job, right? UI UX stuff. He designed things. And I saw, I've seen a few people like, oh, when is this trend of the big heading going to end? Like it's the fault, like it's the fault of the format that it's some, it's, it's, it's like, it's like going into an exam, right? And then blaming the fucking pencil when you don't know the answers. 
It's possible to deploy every, it's possible to make a big, busy poster where everything comes up the right way. It's just a little bit more suitable for the format. And you know, it's, it's something that you can use. It's something that you have to think through. If there's a, there's like a, a, a benefit conferred there. Yeah. Right. It is, let's actually think about the design characteristics. And it reminds me of, it reminds me of kids at school. You know, where you like someone, someone turns up and there's like you, 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 <laughs> there's some kid and he thinks he's cool because he's got a leather jacket. They're like, oh, check out Mr. Flash here. <laughs> You're actually trying. Like, wow, fuck you. Um, you know, maybe that kid looks dope. Kids in leather jackets everywhere represent. I never had one. I just <laughs> assume they're out there. Um, but look, it's it, all, all of these things. All of these things are what you do with them. Yeah. And here's something else to add, and this is directly relevant to you. I'm going to stop talking in a second. This is directly relevant to you as a fancy man. What if you're good at designing slides and you enjoy it and you can do it fast? What if you've got lots of templates sitting around and you've got a style that you like and you yeah. find someone says, oh, I'll knock up 20 slides on this and you, you, you're going to talk for 25 minutes, right? And you just put aside one evening, one time and get to it. What's that? Just because you're better at it? It's like, oh, you should have spent more time on science. Fuck you. I spent plenty of time on science. Anyway, that's my opinion. <laughs> Look, and it, it seemed to resonate. It seemed to resonate with a lot of people because a lot of people tweeted back telling me, yeah, I got that exact advice uh, when it came to job talks, when it came to my presentations. People were like, can, can you turn it down a bit? People aren't going to take you as seriously. With if you, if your slides are so polished and and other people were going wow well, you know um why is it why is it so necessary to to have all these uh, it, it went across the whole spectrum people were like why is it so necessary to have these uh, polished slides but at the same time like I'm not necessarily talking about it needs to look like a like an Apple keynote it just needs to be clear like <laughs> the moment that you say oh, I'm sorry you might not be able to read this but let me read it out for you then you're in trouble Th- that that's that that that's the time <laughs> that's the time to go back I'm like you're the one who <laughs> You're the one who made the presentation. It's up to you to actually make it um, big enough so, so so people beyond the front row can actually read it. Um, look, well, yeah, oh, it's it's, it's, it's just make it. Sorry, so, so hang on, hang on. There's an interesting. There's an interesting point. There's an interesting point that you've just made. Um, I know I'm as surprised as you. No, there's an interesting <laughs> point that you've just made, and it's this. What you said is you said this thing about design. I didn't see it, but I assume it was fun. And you had every possible answer all over the spectrum. Oh, it it, it confers you some kind of, uh, it, it confers you a non-seriousness that's bad and naughty. Or, uh, I, I never heard that. We try and make our slides look like they're designed by people and not by space monsters. Or, yeah, absolutely. I don't trust anyone who doesn't use garamond light on a background that consists <laughs> entirely of like just the, the the slide equivalent of muttering. If it's not that, it's terrible. So here's the interesting thing, Dan. You've just said every single opinion in that particular every single opinion in that p- particular spectrum has been represented. Yeah. Well, that gives you an idea of just how much we've collectively thought about the design decisions that we use to to talk to people about this stuff. It's like absolutely no one can agree on this. They probably go, yeah, I was given that advice and that hurt my feelings, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah, okay, no, the exact opposite of that. Okay, why are we so uncertain? Uh, I don't know. And 
another tweet. We're so, we're so uncertain because we spent absolutely no fucking time on design decisions whatsoever. This is why someone goes, hey, why don't we do, why don't we make poster design better? Just a few basic things. Let's have a go and see what happens. Like, ugh, can't believe you're thinking about that. How could you? You silly man. That's that why, because we've completely, we've, this is the whole idea, oh, we're going to do science communication. Well, when we do it to each other, we often look like a bunch of wankers. I saw uh, a blog post which was basic, which was arguing, um, uh, I want a refund. People who go and give shit presentations, I think we're, we're lucky. Um, we don't, I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't pay out of my own pocket to go to conferences. I'm quite lucky in that regard. But a lot of people are doing that. They're paying out of their own pocket to go to conferences to see some mm. to see some some senior researcher who's given the same talk that they've given you know for the, for the past ten conferences, um, and they're reading off their slides, completely phoning it in. Uh, why? Okay, so I, I thought you were getting at something when we, when we first started talking that it's important for, for senior researchers or important for researchers to go to conferences to network to talk to their talk to their people. That's fine. But is it necessary to actually do a talk to do that? You can go, you can do, you can do a poster, you can you can meet up with your, meet up with your pals and all that kind of stuff. Uh, why aren't we giving mid to early career researchers more of a shot? Nine times out of ten, if you go to a fancy conference and you someone has someone has actually given a chance to a mid and early career researcher, that presentation is amazing. Yeah, they don't take for granted the the opportunity they've been given to give this presentation. They're working on this thing just like the person that's been working on their job talk for the past six months. If you go to the fancy conference and you and give them that opportunity, you're going to make that a good presentation. Whereas when you actually see a lot of a, a lot of the more senior researchers talk, um, it's just like you know, it's 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 another another quiver in their bow. It's uh, bow in their quiver, other way around. I can't I'm not averse to that. It's another quiver in their bow. Wow. Remind me never to fight with you yeah. in the Battle of Agincourt, I, you massive I, donkey. I shoot, I shoot, I shoot uh, quivers from my bow. Uh, look, uh, I don't even know what I was saying. Yes. Um, why aren't we giving mid to early career researchers research more of a chance? Because they tend to give better presentations and they're saying stuff that's I fresh. Like that. have, you, have you got that? Have you got that? I want a refund thing? Because that's funny as yes. shit to me. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Honestly, because that's, that's, that's just like, yeah, look, you're, you're, you're coming to do this. You've come in to do this and you've fucking, you've, you've botched it. For you, this is like, for me, this is a relevant professional experience. And for you, this is obviously a colossal chore and a pain in the scrotum. And yeah. you've just gone up and gone, ah, and that's the end of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look, there's, I, 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 I like that. I like that. It was. A, it was I want a refund. It was a good blog post. <laughs> it was really good. That, that was a title. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you give a shit presentation, I want a refund. Uh, especially if you, especially if you're if you're paying out of pocket for that kind of stuff, um, and right yeah, now, like, fuck yeah, and well, it it absolutely puts um it absolutely puts uh the 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 whole idea of ah uh, well if you I don't need to do it seriously because it's a mark of seriousness and there's people who are reading it going uh you know. Uh, reading this blog post, going, yeah, I had the exact same experience. So you know, you're both going to the same conferences, most likely. You know, and what? other people are saying that what you've done is terrible. I think in the future, this is you think it's disrespectful to give a shit presentation? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a strong component of, I think there's a strong component of disrespect. Yeah, look, I, I, something like that. Definitely, I think ner nerves is one thing. Some people are nervous and they might sort of botch it a bit. I, I've got all the time in the world for that. That's fine. But if you've clearly gone up there. Um, you know, without without any respect for the audience, uh, then uh, it, it is it is very disrespectful. 
Um, yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. Um, I mean, I've been asked to like talk on moments notices. I'm sure I've done talks that weren't particularly interesting. But someone says, give a talk on this boring topic and you go, oh, well, your audience, your audience are going to have a lot of fun with this. But you have asked Look, and, you know, you can't just go fuck off. I'll talk on whatever I want. You're not my mum. They are inviting you. You're trying to be a good guest. I think this really? stuff. I think this stuff in five to ten years' time is going to be the thing in the past. A uh, thing of the past. Uh, right now, when it comes to say you're, you're setting up a journal issue and you want to invite some people, um, you can actually go by their prior publications to actually see is this person going to write a good paper? Is this person going to write a knowledgeable paper? And then you can base your opinion on that, and that's fine. But when it comes to presentations, uh, very few people may have not necessarily have seen the other presentations. So all they're doing. They're going by someone's reputation, so-called reputation and their papers based on the fact that they're going to give a good presentation. But we know there's no correlation between those two things. But now that more and more conferences are actually filming their presentations, yeah, you're going to have a good opportunity to go, is, is this person phoning it in or does this person actually give a shit about their presentation and want to actually give value to the audience rather than, rather than ticking it off for another line for their CV? I think things are going to change now that more this is happening more and more. Well, you could be more selective, yeah. Well, I mean, people are quite angry at conferences for being a colossal waste of time, and uh, there's been a bit of a backlash to the recently. Slow, the slow heat death of the planet. Oh, that too. Yeah, I, I feel I feel seen by conversations like that because I've, I've been annoyed by conferences for years. What's annoyed you? Know? you? Maybe I've only been to, well, maybe I've only been to a couple where it's sort of it, it's this is the the expectation is that you go to this particular thing. And you do, and then you get there and you just want to run through the room screaming at everything that you see and you feel sort of not aggrieved as much as like, well, this is, it's, it's, everyone's had the experience of going to a conference and going either, this does not interest me at all or fuck me, it's the same old shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those two. Everyone's had that experience. And that's that's your time and it's probably someone else's money even if it's just the even if it's just the the university's money <laughs> just the university's some, money wasting money. public money isn't that fun <laughs> as long as it's not yours lol nah fuck that so i mean i i would like to see especially when it comes to society conferences because i mean I, I, sometimes i feel like I mean, this is very unfair of me but you know who you're talking to um Maybe this is very unfair of me, but I feel sometimes like society conferences, they have to have all their AGM stuff yeah. done in the first place. And there's this sort of, oh, well, we've also got the conference. We'd fucking roll all that shit together. It's going to be it's going to be what it is. We're, we're sort of tacking that on the outside and, you know, it's basically an excuse for people who met each other in the 80s to drink <laughs> Dutch lager in the same room. You know, yeah. if we've got to go to meetings, we might as well have some fun with it. Now, that could be horribly cynical of me. And going by things that I've said in my life, I'm willing to entertain that opinion. But there's societies that I've definitely been to conference. I don't want to start fucking with them because I'm not even sure I can trust my memory. <laughs> but I've, And you have as well. Everyone listening to this, even if you've only been to a few, there's definitely been one where you're like, well, that was drab. Yeah, yeah. That did that did nothing for me. Um. (laughs) 
James and I often get asked by listeners how they can support the show, and there are two ways you can do that. Firstly, you can join the 100 other patrons who support us financially on Patreon. We've got a $1 tier, which gives you a monthly Everything Hurts newsletter, and a $5 tier, which gives you the newsletter, as well as access to an exclusive mini-episode, which is released every month. The second way that you can support the show is by sharing links to each episode on social media, be it Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever you're using. We'd love it. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Everything Hurts. For this episode, we are chatting about uh, presentations and uh, whether a good and polished presentation is actually a sign that uh, you're too lazy to do good science and vice versa. James, I wanted to ask you, what when you see, say, say you're like, Dan, I, I, saw, I saw a good presentation. For you, what is a good presentation of uh, a good scientific presentation? What is a good presentation? Mm. Yeah. I think if I said that normatively, it would mean it would mean novelty for me. It would include it being well delivered. What does that mean? And I mean, I, I, I don't invest a lot of time in my life in general in stuttering fucks. That's what it means. Well delivered, like like integrated between text and spoken word, delivered with some vague sense of personality, not necessarily flashy or showing off, but, you know, focused together, like appropriate and, you know, good science or at least, you know. Something or, or something that was I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and that would come in. Look, if it's something that look, I, I you get a pass, I suppose. If it's something that I really want to know and it's boring as all shit, and you just sort of blibble blabble your way through it, all right, yeah, maybe. But it's never going to be good. It's just going to be interesting, you know. Yeah. Why? What, have you got something in mind? Have you got some broader point that you're making, or are you just harassing me for the fun of it? I'm just harassing you for the fun oh, of it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about what actually. <laughs> I'm thinking about what makes what, what makes a good presentation. The sort of things that you walk away going, "Yeah, that that was really good." Um, and look, for for me, it's it's quite similar. Uh, but also, it's the fact that the presenter has actually tailored their presentation to the audience. Not doing something, actually, actually having a think about who's who's sitting in here. Um, how, how broad do I need to make this? How specific do I need to make this? Um, if they haven't considered that, then you're going to go over the head of a lot of people. Um, you're going to bore a lot of people. Um, and I, well, it comes back to this idea that we we're talking about before of are you respecting the audience and actually spending a few moments to consider uh, what is the audience going to get most value out of? Uh, I think really. I think those are the presentations that can that can really shine, um, and just just the fact that you've that, you, that you've thought about it that there's a bit of structure to the presentation. It's not just you regurgitating your your latest papers. Um, yeah, I, f- f- for me, that's what makes a good presentation. All right. Do you ever give them? Occasionally, from 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 time to time, and look, I, I I do make every effort to actually think about who is the audience here. 
is this is this a is this a workshop with ten people a very specialized thing? Is it quite broad? Um, those things go into my mind, and actually <laughs> actually rehearsing the thing to make sure to make sure it's on time as well. Man, not, not, nothing worse than you got four back to back. I've I've seen uh, I've, I've yeah we've all seen those things, especially when it's a it's a seminar four people. Um, it's a packed day of presentations. There's there's someone else coming into the room after this session, and the first speaker goes for ten minutes over, basically leaving the last speaker for five minutes. Man, that sucks. Yeah, I think you should be allowed if that's like what's happening. I think the person who's organizing it, like you should be, you should be allowed to fuck with people who do that. It should be okay, you know. It's like you're supposed to give a tight 15 and you're going into your like 23rd minute. It should be okay for you to just like walk up, hold, start waving your hands hold around. eye contact with them and just start slowly unbuckling your shirt or something. I don't, I, I just, anything, <laughs> just get their attention. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just yeah. get out a sock puppet. Um, <laughs> start taking <laughs> advice from the sock puppet. You know, start start yeah, eating yeah, something yeah, yeah. horrible. Um, That'll do start, it. Start eating something absolutely vicious. You know, and I think I think all it takes is 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 a, is a quick chat with the present with with the presenter beforehand. Go, hey, you know what? We have to stick to a strict fifteen. Um, if you get to twenty, and it can happen, and it's easy to do. Um, I'm going to wave at you or do this thing. Um, because sometimes people don't expect this, and sometimes the organizer realizing I haven't told them I'm going to actually wave them off is a bit hesitant, and they won't actually do anything. But if you tell them beforehand, going, "Hey, we're going to stick to this thing. This is what I'm going to do," then you're going to have no qualms with actually going up and 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 waving waving around like an idiot, and the audience is going to love you for it as well. Because <laughs> the audience is sitting there. Audience is sitting there. Like I, I, I was at a I was at a conference and it was happening, and then. All of a sudden, you can turn around and everyone's whispering, going, "Oh, they're going over five minutes, or oh, seven minutes, doing a countdown." No one's paying attention to the to the presentation. They're paying attention to how far over time you're going. <laughs> That's not a good thing. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's pretty <laughs> funny though. <laughs> No, it is, and, and and they're mentally thinking, "Oh, poor, poor, poor last speaker." And last speaker sitting there realizing what's going on. Uh yeah. Look, and I think the other thing is perhaps just give a bit of time. But between uh, between sessions, not having this back to back stuff, so at least you have some sort of grace period uh, if that kind of thing happens. Yeah, well, you try to. I like that. I, I, yeah. I like I like I like my uh, my idea of being uh, horribly horribly disruptive. That's 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 that's, that's more fun. Yeah, yeah. Just just like pull out a troll doll and start combing its hair while not breaking eye contact. Doesn't have to be too weird. Just weird enough. What I like is a lot of conferences are now uh, setting up uh, pages where people are uploading their the, the presentation slides. Um, one, it saves people from from taking a photo of every single slide, <laughs> which is you know some slides are going to be interesting, and which is fine. But if you've actually told them to start, hey, this thing's going to be uploaded, then then at least you would, at least you avoid that. Yeah, I suppose so. That that does help with it. It's just easier to. It's easier to pre-review. If you've got something you're really interested in, um, it's nice to get fully across something before you see it. And you know, I'll download it on my phone from the the the, the conference website and and happily follow along. But I mean, you've got to be really interesting, Jack. You got to bring some cool yeah, shit yeah. to the table. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's handy. God, the, uh, the JSM, the statistical conference, I was at a few months back. They had a conference app that was sort of getting on fully featured. That's probably common like now. Sort of, I just get some stuff. Oh, it, it had every session and the thing. There's a little map. It was in this incredibly- That's pretty common now, I though. I know. It's just I haven't paid attention previously. Or maybe generally I don't go to uh, conferences with sort of five-figure attendances very often. I mean, this was totally necessary because yeah, yeah. this place was unfucking navigable that conference center in Denver. You just came out of the room and you always look like you'd been released from minimum security jail. All these sort of- Wide-eyed middle-class heads swiveling around. Where am I now? Oh shit! Three point two one. I'm supposed to be in five point six four for the session on Bayesian nipple theorem. I it was all very very uh, disorienting in the room. So that little applety thing. It seemed to help. It was good. See, no one it's no one objected mom. to that being polished, did they? No, no, and and it's much better than having a a, a massive paper book. That you kind of lose on the second day, and you can save all the presentations. It, it, it's really oh uh, yeah. Then, then they do that anyway, you know. <laughs> the dub double up. It, how, like how, it, it. how many times have you kept any paper material after a conference? You know, none. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a if waste. If I've got things, have it all I, have it all on your phone. If I've got things, it's because I've come I've I've come from the conference, um, and. Someone's given me something or I've seen something that's interesting and kept a copy of it. It's never, oh, I really need to keep the proceedings of this. It's all just, it's all just fuss. But I think one of the reasons that they do it is because a lot of places still, uh, especially the more you get into biomed stuff, um, sometimes they're like engineering things as well. They want to be able to give you a bag full of advertising. So you sponsor the conference ah, and they, they give you the, they give you the thing. So instead of just handing you a like a, a a handful of ads, which you immediately throw sight unseen into the nearest hedge, you know, or a bin if you're civilized, um, it's more sort of like, hey, well, here's your packet of everything. It would feel a bit weird just handing you a bunch of advertising flyers, you know, advertising flyers and drinks tickets. Yeah, well, you just stick them on the badge. It's like you don't, yeah. you don't need all this stuff. We do so many things because we feel like they're necessary, just because they're there. You know, oh, we've always done it that way. It's never a good reason. Just no, nah, it's the worst reason. Just don't. Anyone who's organising a conference now, just don't hand me a huge ream of everyone's brief, shitty, partially true biography that I'm never going to meet. I don't care whether the speaker did their fucking PhD. Just put it all on the internet and make it really easy to navigate and, you know, have patience with me when I turn up in the wrong room. I don't think it's it's odd that we don't train PhD students to do the stuff that they're going to do a lot of further in their career. Well, we don't train anyone to do any of the things that you're supposed to do in any stage of your career. What are you talking about? No, no, no. But <laughs> in, in principle, you're teaching... Yeah. In principle, you're teaching a PhD student how to do research. Well, yeah, how to conduct, how to be yeah. a researcher. Well, you say but training. Not, not I mean, a lot instant. of people just sort of keep them in a big room and throw in a handful of grits once every three months. So, yeah, training might be taking it a bit far. But they, 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 they think they're doing that, but not the ans- not the ancillary stuff like presentations, like like writing an email. Yeah, 
Uh, simple things like actually writing an email to ask for a potential collaboration or to ask for data. These are things that we take for granted, um, but we don't actually specifically. And I, I don't think you can do a course on this, but I think what is really handy is if as a supervisor, when you're doing this, you, you, you BCC them, for instance, or you CC them when you're actually doing it yourself to actually demonstrate how to do this. Because if you have if you have no platform, the, the, the way that I learned is seeing other people do it. I'm like, oh, that, that's how you do those kind of emails, yeah? Um, but yeah, there, there, there's, it, it's, it, it always comes back to this thing of like the, 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 the dark art of academia, the things in the, uh, the, the, the unwritten, yeah. uh, the unwritten curriculum. See, part of me wants to horribly mock the idea of like learning to write an email, but here's the thing. I realized recently how many basic things, basic sort of tasks of navigating daily life that, uh, I've, I've changed my approach to over even a reasonably small period of time. Um, okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm all ears. Well, it's just, you know, it's just sometimes it's, I mean, cold, cold approaches for anything are awkward because you, you don't want to waste people's time. Um, and a lot of the time you don't feel like they're going to write back to you. So you have this whole sort of sunk cost. It's like, why the fuck would I bother writing this down in the first place? So they're just going to say no. Um, like you know, of course, and it's you 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 approach it in terms of well, well, this whole enterprise was doomed from the outset because no one wants to be my pal in particular. Um, yeah, I I I get that feeling. Obviously, I think everyone does a little bit from time to time. Um, you know, what, it doesn't stop me from changing. Oh, how I write emails, uh, how how really? I talk about things on the phone. Um. Like approaches to, to how have you? I'm, I'm genuinely interested. I'm genuinely interested. How, how have you actually changed how you've done emails? Because that's something that you saw. You, you would imagine from kind of like late PhD postdoc onwards, it would stay kind of similar. What, what's changed? Um, I think it's because uh, it's it's being around really busy people and finding what finding out what they appreciate. I think that was part of it, mm. honestly. Um, okay. Or like yeah, yeah. how you talk about anything at any given point in time. I think that's part of it. Um, but also being around people who waste my fucking time. Like if you're going to write me a yeah. three paragraph email that is in fact something that you could have put in the in the 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 topic of the email, so I wouldn't have had to open it. Oh, we we could have had a we could have had a yeah. Please don't you know my rule. do that ever. Pricks. My rule around my rule around that is um, try and make your email fit within one iPhone screen. Old mate's not going to scroll down. Mm, one iPhone screen. Does that have a length? I've no. I, I, I don't know what, what the what the official length oh, is. I'm right, just wondering if, how much if, you'd formalized it because I know that Apple I, I, essentially I runs your life. I mean, they've chosen how you <laughs> how you parameterize the world, and uh, every time their share price goes down, a smart, you cry a little. A, sm- <laughs> a smartphone screen. How's that? Is that better? For no, you? it's Does not. It I'm not finished typical? mocking you. Um, go go go. No, no, it's fine. The moment's gone. Uh, a, a smartphone screen would would it would it fit within a typical smartphone screen and and if it, if it's longer than that then the chance I mean, exactly the same thing for me is I've been at the end of some people email me asking me questions I'm always happy to answer them um, but some of them I'm like ah oh, like I, I want to help you out but you're making it really difficult for yourself um, others are writing very specific emails 
very short, very succinct, enough information that I need to actually answer their question and it's much easier. Um, other people, it's just so broad. I'm like, oh, man, it's, it's going to take us three emails to actually get to the bottom of what you actually need. Um, and it's just making it's, it's making it very difficult for me to reply even though even though I really want to. Yeah, and people don't, people don't bounce back stuff. I mean, if you're gauging interest in something, write a shorter fucking email. It's almost going to get interested in what you're doing. They're going to get back to you yeah. in a day or two. If they care, and then you can start rolling in the details. But the whole approach on the basis of, dear sir, <laughs> <laughs> sir, my name, sir, my name is. She's like, okay, yep. Tell Res- me, respect, tell me, respected doctor. Tell me, yeah. tell me your life. Tell me your life story, please. I really want to see that. Um, I randomly, yes, I occasionally hand out advice on stuff like this. Right, I haven't done this. I haven't done this yet. I got another one of those emails the other day. That was a guy, a guy who's uh, who's writing from a. Uh, I can't remember where it was. It's somewhere. It's somewhere in South Asia. I can't remember the exact country because it happened to me in a, a, a flash. You know, like you get an email and you go, "Oh, it's got nothing to do with me." And then I realized there's this guy out there cold calling people at these different institutions, and everyone gets these, especially at like Boston universities. My wife was working as a Harvard as an overworked postdoc and she was getting things like, dear respected faculty member, I wish to work at the Havards because it's so fancy. <laughs> Please tell me more about how I can join your fine lab. You're like, motherfucker, I don't have no lab. You know, I don't even yeah. have feet. Um, I'm not allowed. <laughs> faculty won't let me. But and I, I got this email and I put it aside. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to help this fucking guy. I bet every single other person who receives this ignores the fuck out of this email because this is a total disposable nothing case email, right? It's just some guy who's going to email 400 people and, you know, dear madam, dear sir, what's this happening here? Uh, Can I do whatever, whatever whatever he wants? I have to go back and look. But, you know, tell I'm going to get back to you. I'm straight up going to try and help this guy and see what happens. Because like yeah, everyone's everyone's got these the random, there's like the polar opposite to the globe wherever you are. So if you're in Australia, it's like from the Atlantic Ocean or something. Um, if you're in America, it's from Malaysia. Uh, so you want to help someone in the the, the antipodes of of, uh, of Boston? Get in touch. No, 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 it's, find out where it's, it is. It's just it's just that I, Malaysia. I reckon, no, 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 no. I'm just saying it's it's never somewhere that you'd predict, right? No, it's always. So, yeah. I mean, I've had I've had emails like this from everywhere. Uh, obviously, uh, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, um, different, uh, uh, different. Uh, I've never had one from China, which is weird because you know you think the population alone would kind of take care of the hit rate. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lots of uh, a couple from Eastern Europe, um, but. I bet that I mean, they're just spamming I'm- these things out. The, the thing is, though, I mean, the the one person who replies to that is like, "Yes, come to my lab. I will sort your visa out." That's the motherfucker you've got to watch. So I want to try and help this guy, and I get the feeling that he's going to tell me to go fuck myself. Okay, I, I I'm curious to have how this turns out. But obviously, if 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 people are doing this as, as a strategy, yeah. um, then it's working. No. Or uh, no, someone. Then why people because someone it, told them that they should. Dan, that's it. Man. Yeah, someone, someone, someone said like ah, that's that's frustrating. Yeah, it's just sort of it's that's what it is. You know, I I got an email inquiry for a job I advertised two years ago. 
Is the posi- uh, I'd like to apply for the position. I'm like, I'm sorry, it was it was filled two years ago. Uh, do, you, do you have a draw- do, you, do, do you have a position anyway? Yeah. Like, no, I don't have the money. No, that's the thing about two years ago being a while ago. It was yeah. a while ago. I, I think I don't know how they found it. I think they somehow found like an internet archive because the the thing's not online. So very strange. Yeah, man. It's a, well, look if you just search through, if you just open up the website and you go like site colon whatever base website and you put in job, it'll come up with everything yeah. that you haven't ever taken offline. So you know maybe they're just real good at looking. Yeah, maybe you should hire that person. <laughs> real good. I know at, they're, 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 they're on something. Stuff out. <laughs> Yeah, you're never gonna lose. You're never gonna lose your data set again. There's, there's someone who can find a job ad that doesn't exist anymore is in your corner. Yeah, yeah you've, you're all about it. Yeah, this, uh, I, I I don't know because it's just I feel like that every single other person who gets that email is going to ignore that dude, and I'm curious to see and, and what you, happens. And your, your prediction. Your prediction is that that is that is going to tell you to rack off. Um, just sort of like which is weird. No, no, no. I think I feel like. That um, it will be something like, hey, uh, that's nice. I know what I'm doing. I mean, you honestly, you really don't. This strategy has never worked. It annoys people. Um, if they ever search their inbox for your name in future and found out that you did this, you're immediately marked as a uh, just uh, just a you, you, you might as well get a huge sign that says massive rando and stick it on <laughs> your, your head and then go to the job interview. Um it's, I don't know, I don't think anyone's ever written back to, I don't know anyone who's written back to one of those emails and managed to resolve it. That's not how you hook anyone's interest by going, I'll so do strange. any buggeration thing. Talk to me. It's just not what you're, what, what anyone's looking for. You know, why would it be? Uh, I'm a real fan of people that get in contact via Twitter DM. Um because it's it, it, the 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 medium forces you to be straight into the point. There's no there's no like oh hello like it's it's like hi he, he, here's a question and then from there if you do need more detail then you can switch across to email. But you never go you never email going oh how about we we uh, we we switch this to Twitter DM it, it doesn't go that way. <laughs> but if you're actually, imagine that. Uh, yeah, sorry, Hager. Could you talk to me on Twitter because I have the yeah. um yeah email's not working out for me right now. Yeah, fuck, switch it to DM. <laughs> Jeez. It is it is awfully Jeez. handy though. I like the way that um I like the way that it's searchable and you know It's great. You can do and you can do group stuff, get a few people in, the old uh, the old DMs. It's handy. I, I, I had someone just, just contact me. They're uh, visiting from visiting from Australia, DM'd, hey, I'm I'm in uh, I'm in Oslo. Let's catch this up. This is like, what you get game. for being uh this is what you get for being uh a guy. And yeah. someone with the DMs open. If you were Daniel Arena Quintana. Danielle, yeah. Look, it's shocking seeing the screenshots from uh from, from women on Twitter. The type the type of shit that they get. It's unbelievable. like it's unbelievable. I occasionally will get a random hi. Like that's it. Yeah. And that annoys me. And that is the tip of the iceberg about what what, what women get on Twitter and uh Ah oh, man, so this is where we'll, people we'll, we'll, were people we'll, we'll, not paying attention when the internet was young, like ten, fifteen years ago. I always remember. It's, it's, it's I guess because like chat rooms and message boards and shit were a lot more popular. I always remember sure. these sort of 
So I, I don't, I never assumed that sweaty, weird fucks went away just because it wasn't in a, a kind of a, a semi-public pseudonymous kind of forum, but it was, it was, you know, totally backed into something. I don't know. Sweaty, weird, evil fucks have always been there. It was just sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm always surprised when people are surprised when this shit happens. Okay. Oh, like they're just, just like, what yeah, did okay. you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. What did you think? Uh, uh, weirdos uh, who were anonymous. What did you think they were doing all this time? Now they've got a forum. They got they got smartphones. They got thumbs. They've got, they've got you've got a conduit of from everywhere to everywhere. And yeah, it's like you never met anyone like that. I don't know. Maybe I got to use the internet real early when they are. Uh, <laughs> Before they all fucked off to Weirdo Town, wherever the hell that is these days. Some weird subreddit. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah remember some of those from a while back. Um, there's a, there was one. Oh my god, what was that called? Just the like you could you could smell just the surliness of it. I can't remember what it was called. And these guys, and it almost certainly was one hundred percent guys. They were so. Weird. Oh, it makes me wonder how they found each other. It's just uh, wow. no. That's the thing. Once you have these subcultures and you have these, I mean, uh, there's good and there's bad with this. Good and there, ba- good. There's good and bad with this. But once you have these subcultures, then you have a way for people to actually form up and meet like-minded weirdos. Well, yes, but like um, all I, women should be set on fire isn't a subculture as much as it's kind of a shared yeah. pathology, Shelley. I mean, yeah, yeah say yeah. You're, you're, a, you're a grown man who likes painting little Warhammer figurines. I mean, yeah, okay, knock yourself out. I guess that's a that's a, like a hobby subculture thing. You yeah, know? you do you. And I, do you know what? I, I discovered how popular coin collecting was recently in the US. Now, that's a fucking- How? That's amazing. Do you know what they do here? They go to the bank and what? they buy like $200 worth of dimes and then they go okay. through them looking for fun ones. Uh, like like ye- fun fun years or like imperfections or how ha- does this? Well, you know, like, special like, editions, yeah, right? rare ones. Come on, it's like there's there's coins here that have been in circulation for a hundred years. You can pull a coin out of your pocket and find out it was made in nineteen twenty. Yeah, it's spent okay, the vast okay. majority of the time like, sitting on us somewhere, and things fall out of circulation all the time. And then someone finds like Granddad's special cup of coins uh, after he uh, suddenly gets run over by a milk truck. And um, just goes, oh, whatever, and throws them back into circulation. That shit happens all the time. I mean, there's rare coins where there's like millions and millions of them. Oh, that's a rare one. There's only a million and a half. That's an awful, that's an awful lot of things to be rare. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. And there's, there's a hobby for you. Well, but that's the thing. That's a that's a hobby. I don't think like weapon weaponized swe- sexism that's entirely committed by people who smell like cheese is a hobby. I saw a really- What are we talking about? We were talking about conferences. You've ruined me. I, you I've, know I how busy I am right now. You know how I'm going to lose focus We're like within the space of about Ten. 30 seconds. And suddenly we're talking about sweaty dickheads from the internet. What the shit, Daniel? I've, I've got a good, good example here. This, Go um, this, 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 this lady, academic, I, I think she's is in law or something. And she, she announced, oh, I've got a new book coming out. It's great. Um, and use, use an acronym. And then, and then some guy ju- jumped in and replies going, well, you know, if you, if you want to market your book properly, you should actually post a link to your book and explain what the acronym means. <laughs> and, then, and then this guy, um, when, you, when you click on his profile selling his book, the link 
the link in his profile doesn't even work. <laughs> <laughs> and and oh. everyone, this dude got this dude got roasted. And of course, yeah. the, the the best roasting ro- roasting level one is gone private. Roasting level two is user is deleted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's uh, it? It's a protected. People do the protected tweets. Uh, protected. Yeah. So it's the um th- th- they'll protect themselves and then uh. They'll re- <laughs> come up for air again uh, when when it's all subsided. Yeah, well, uh, you look. can understand that, but I mean, I'm glad that Twitter has that feature because I mean, you, you see, um, you, I, I mean, it's it's so very hard. I admire everyone's honestly. I admire everyone's certainty in knowing when other people are acting in bad faith because I'm rarely as sure as other people. I mean, I I don't think I lack decisive capacity. Would you say I'm indecisive? Black and white, mate. Yeah, I just I I find people like ah, well, that's obviously like I don't know if that and that happens all over every spectrum of everything that I, I see the behavior. So I don't even know where Do to you, have start. You, have you blocked? Any, have, you, have you blocked anyone? Uh, yeah, I think so. And it was like a bad faith type thing. No, it's just that you got that sense. Or just they were in there because it's one thing to be. I have a few people that like you know they they usually share some stuff, but sometimes they can get a bit overboard. Not mute them, yeah, nothing against them, but I just I just mute them for thirty days. Um, <laughs> uh, I couldn't tell you who. I, I know think- there's a list here somewhere, but it would be fucked if I know how to find it. I was just not interested uh, in yeah. like figuring out the mechanics of it. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, if you like, but, when uh, it comes to like tweet reach and stuff like that, that's like, everything in the insights panel that I know because that's important. You know, you want to run a big yeah. account doing lots of silly jokes. You've got to find out how the silly jokes work. So yeah, the inside the inside panel, I I I, I know backwards, <laughs> but uh, not the <laughs> mute blocky thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I've Look, definitely I, I, I I've definitely got people muted. I probably muted you for a while. Oh, anyone who's ever if I'm watching a TV show and anyone uh, has posted spoilers and I'm in a bad mood. Mute them. No, I probably block them because I just block I just rage out hard. It's just one of my buttons. I really don't like it. I've taken like people I've yeah. known for ten years off my Facebook for posting spoilers. I want to. I want to quickly. This is tangent central. I want to tell you about this show that I found on Netflix, a Spanish show which is amazing, and I recommend it to everyone. It's called uh, Paper House. Never heard of it. It's 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 a it's a heist show, but not like a like Ocean's Thirteen heist, like it's it's really good. Mm, okay. Yeah. Su- su- super super impressed. I've it's it's Google it deep. and it doesn't yeah, exist, it, Dan. Um. So that's obviously uh, a problem. Just <laughs> I haven't got the name wrong. Just Google uh, Spanish heist Netflix, and then it, it it'll it'll come up. Is it called Paper House Paper. Money Heist? Yeah, I think it's called. Oh, it's called Paper wait, House in Spanish. Wait, uh, sorry, La Casa de Papel. That is uh, Paper yeah, House. It's, yeah, it's so they've it's changed Paper House in its Spanish, name. But it's- they're, sorry, they've changed its name in England to be Money Heist. Yeah, well, as it's a, a huge as opposed service. to the other things that are usually heisted. What do heists? Yeah. Are? I mean, yes, okay, sure, car heist, Diamonds. bank heist, whatever. Yeah. But in general, what do people steal? Money itself or Cash. things of value? Money heist. Jesus, the the proper marketing people were having a big old nap that day. That's a yeah, work a, experience a, a, a ma- name at best. 
they they should have gone with the with the with the direct Spanish. Yeah, that's what it was called. That's why I knew it because because the old the old Spanish. Yeah, it's good. It's a really really good. Um, yeah, it's it's good. Check it out. Uh, yeah, there you go. Show show recommendation. That's the first time we've yeah, it's the first time we've ever lost focus quite this badly. I mean, yeah. it is it is that time of year. <laughs> we're both strung out with Grant. Uh, we're sort of trying to feel normal. It's uh, yeah. it's like like ninety ninety minutes of focused discussion that can be edited to seventy five when you take out all the stuttering and the swearing in the middle. Yeah, it's it's not really going to happen today. But it's the thing about look, I the oh, I'm not. You know what? I'm not going to get angry about spoilers. It's a one thing, please. One thing. <laughs> okay. Just yeah, one yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. The vast majority of the time, when something's like it's released, it's there. I mean, often I don't have time and I don't put time aside to sit down and watch the thing, you know? I was never one of those kids who's at home at 4 p.m. to watch a Ninja Turtles. It's just like you, you, you get to it when you have a chance, right? And if you want to know what's in the narrative and someone tells you, or, or, or worst, of, worst of all, someone has absolutely no idea that they're, they're doing that. I read this article recently uh that was sort of like, why do spoilers upset us in the first place if we know what's if we know what's going to happen? That was never really a thing before. And uh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was basically, the whole article was like, spoilers are fine. Um, and I wanted to go around to this guy's house and beat him to death with his own mailbox. You were ruining the possibility for the narrative to play out as designed. You should have told him on told him on Twitter to to spoil that as well. You were ruining the possibility for the narrative to play out as designed. I like the narrative. Why the fuck would you try and? It's it's also maybe some people don't mind if they know what's going to (laughs) happen. I saw a funny one recently that uh, John Snow fella, you know. I know nothing. Yeah, that, Kit, Kit, Kit yeah, Harrington. that guy yeah. always looks like it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I saw this. Yeah, going. Someone's kicked his dog. Um, yeah, he got he got angry <laughs> at the uh, he got angry at a journalist for giving away spoilers yeah. to the end of Pompeii. Pompeii. <laughs> what you can't? Yeah, it's a volcano. <laughs> then I was thinking, damn. A lot of people don't know what the fuck Pompeii is. You know, that's a good I live point, in a actually. country where after people don't have a fucking passport, <laughs> right? They're never going to go and see like, oh, look here, here's the, the the streets where the hot ash fell, and the the it's it's not that's not on people's radars. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool to make fun. Of, you haven't heard of it, you dumb motherfucker. I mean, you know, I I I get that, but also, you know, what if you just didn't pay attention in history? I mean, yeah, I know that you know that but there's a lot of people who may never have had a fucking chance to know that now you're rolling right over the top of their film that being said and we've, we've, and I, we've ruined it for, we've ruined it people um i'm pretty sure this was a while back i'm pretty sure if you really wanted to see the film pompeii you would have seen it by now i don't even know no, I, 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 I saw the same thing in the news like 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 a, f- a few days ago kit harrington goes off at, a re- at an interviewer for, for spoiling the end of pompeii uh, well, <laughs> maybe it's a new thing well I don't know. Look, here's we'll the. I'm pretty sure anyone who listens to this podcast knows what the fuck Pompeii is. I mean, we're we're playing to the uh, we're playing to our crowd here. No, it's from 2014, Dan. Go fuck yourself. Oh, what did this merge like like as if it happened? This is before uh, uh, Game of Thrones. I don't know, man. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, the wheels are falling off. All right, we're, we're going to wrap up this, with this episode. Yes, we are. Thanks. 
Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back again soon in, in about two weeks' time with a new episode of Everything Else. Yeah. See you later. One is a focused episode that's about Focus. science. Yes. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>